This week's episode of Greetings from Wonderland is brought to you by Dog Boy, Den of Thieves by Bill Meeks. Available now on the Amazon Kindle at CreateSpace and find out more at dogboyadventures.com. Beautiful, isn't it? Makes you feel quite mimsy. Who are you? I'm the carpenter. Who are you? I'm not sure I want to give you my name. Do you know where we are? I've been trying to find my bearings. We are in the Boro Grove, the most beautiful place in the world. Why don't you put down your sword and stay away? Greetings from Wonderland. I'm Bill Meeks. And I'm Anne-Marie DeSimone. And this here's a toll road. You needs to pay the toll. Or else we're going to talk about Once Upon a Time in Wonderland like we do pretty much every week. How you doing, Anne-Marie? I'm good. How are you? Excellent. Excellent. I, I Unfortunately, I, and actually, um, we'll, we should have mentioned this to our guests beforehand instead of spraying it on her while we were recording. But this will be uh, <laughs> this episode will be airing uh, a little bit later than we normally do the Wonderland episodes. It's going to be uh, released on Tuesday or so because as you heard a couple days ago we had our very special 50th episode that was also all about the 50th anniversary of doctor who and you know we're we're not recording this before that aired or anything so wasn't that a great Mm -mm. special it was fantastic i can't i mean when when, uh peabody and sherman showed up (laughs) it it was it blew my mind Uh, but uh let's go ahead tardis within a tardis within a tardis within a tardis (laughs) and then there was a cake it was just crazy and then uh, Stephen, uh, the doctor uh, regenerated into Stephen Moffat. It, it, and then everyone's head exploded. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, let's go ahead and uh, bring in our guest here. A uh, good, good uh, Twitter buddy of mine, uh, Jill Pantosi. Uh, uh, she's the, the associate editor at the Mary Sue. How are you doing, Jill? I'm good. How are you? Excellent, excellent. So uh, I, I, I saw, you know, a few weeks ago that you watched the, the Once Upon a Time in Wonderland. And I, I was like, you know, we talk to each other on Twitter all the time, you know, joke back and forth and stuff hey, we, we should probably uh you know do something together <laughs> so, yeah so it worked out pretty much perfectly uh you know before we get uh started into the episode about or talking about this week uh, why don't you go ahead and give it what's your impression on the series thus far um i i like it a lot um but i was expecting to in this case you know some new shows come on and I'm a little wary just because I'm highly critical. You know, I write about pop culture for a living. So like, that's my mindset. Um, but I, I thought I was going to like this one just because I already love everything about Alice in Wonderland. Um, and I love Once Upon a Time Prime. Um, uh-huh. So yeah, now I'm, I'm really enjoying it. Um, it's the same kind of just, you know, I wouldn't, I, I don't know if I would categorize it as a family show, but that's the way it feels to me because it's very almost wholesome, you know, where anybody can really watch it. Um, And I enjoy that considering, you know, a lot of things that I watch these days are very uh, violent, you know, lots of sex or, you know, and that's great too, but uh, it's nice. There's a time and a place. place. Yeah. (laughs) Grief. Yeah. (laughs) 
yeah, we, we, we've been a little uneven on it overall. Yeah. I like, I, I think it's, there's just something about any time the red queen and Jafar get on screen together. Oh. Well, yeah, <laughs> it, it just completely turns it. But it, it, in contrast though, uh, you know, you mentioned the main, the main one show. Hasn't that been great this season? Yeah. Just, I, I, I've been I loving it's... Peter Pan. Yeah, I really, I, when they first said that they were going to bring him on, I didn't know what to expect, you know, mm. of what I already have in my mind of who Pan, Peter Pan is. Yeah. Um, and they definitely, definitely went, went wacky with that one. Yeah. I, and I've been saying over uh, when we talk about the main show, uh, the great thing about him is that one, he's a completely 100 percent book accurate pan minus the whole uh, revelation from this past week. And yeah. two, he's he's a really, really good villain, which you wouldn't think reading the original book because he was uh, portrayed kind of in the hero's position. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, it's just a matter of perspective because the main characters were looking at the series through are all adults. <laughs> so <Right>. Peter Pan <laughs> right. becomes the villain. A bit, but uh, okay, uh, Emery, why don't you go ahead and uh, give us our nice little rhyming summary here, and we'll get into talking about this week's episode. <laughs> our flashback this week shows us Alice's home life. Sadly, her daddy has a new kid and a new wife. Cyrus is running, the Red Queen close behind. Our girl doesn't care, she's hung up on vines. The knave tries to save her, though she treats him with malice. All in this week's episode, who's Alice? <laughs> Yay! Yay! So, uh, Emery, uh, we'll start with you. Uh, overall, what'd you think of this week's episode? Well, I actually like this episode, but it is divisible by three, so that makes sense because every third episode has been good. (laughs) (laughs) I have not noticed that. Yes, those have been our favorites, so this is unfortunately only our second favorite (laughs) episode. I'm hoping that it picks up here with the last two to wrap it up. Yeah, the last one we really, really loved was the uh, one with the caterpillar Mm. from a few weeks back. That that was just great. Uh, So uh, what did you think of uh, this episode, Jill? Um, I liked this one. I thought it was obviously it, it gave us a different feel than than the other episodes because we had so much time in you know Victorian London. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was interesting. Um, uh, we I think it, it was good because it got a lot of the plot kind of moving forward, you know, um, mm-hmm. rather than the constant like, oh, this person's here and this person's here and you know we're still looking for each other, you know. Right. Yeah. I um, think. Oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say I think it had a really good balance of moving the plot forward while having flashbacks to help figure out where they're coming from on things. I, I like when they have that balance instead of just all of one or the other. Yeah. And uh, me and Anne Marie were talking a little bit earlier about it too. Um, it, I think they got their episode order cut, which might kind of explain why it feels like the pace is picking up a little bit. Uh, now. You yeah. know, maybe they, they had like 16 episodes worth of stuff shot and now they have to fit it into, you know, 10 episodes worth of airing. Ah, uh, okay. But uh, and, I, and I really like, Eight. What's that? I think it's only eight. Oh, eight, yeah. They yeah, cut it, it down to eight. It ends, wow. There, there's two episodes yeah. left, right? Yep. Two episodes and we're done? Yep, that's all I've been able to find anywhere. And episode eight is something home. Mm-hmm. So it really wraps yeah, it up. It's, like, it's like going home or coming home. or Yeah, something like that. Speaking of home, uh, my Speaking first point uh, is, uh, well, I, I labeled it here in the notes as Alice's daddy issues, but basically uh, her relationship with her father when she returns home after her second visit to Wonderland, if I have the timeline correct in my head. Should be. Second I, or third. Now, uh, two big impressions I got for, from her interactions with him. One, uh, he's a complete and total jerk. And two, <laughs> I, as an adult in the real world, his reaction also makes complete and total sense. 
But I just kind of wonder, you know, uh, just because, you know, she comes saying, hey, I was around all this magic stuff and blah, blah, blah. Obviously, yeah, he would probably be like, oh, we should probably, you know, get her some help <laughs> or something. But at the same time, and she says it best in the episode, you should trust in me or you should believe in me. It doesn't matter about a talking rabbit or a genie. <laughs> you should t- trust your daughter. Right. But uh, what did you guys think of the the whole, uh, you know, her dad moving on and uh, how he reacted to her coming back? He did whatever his wife told him to. Like he didn't have any backbone when it um, came to her, which really bothered me. I was like, she was your daughter first. She's been gone for how long? We don't even know. She's coming back. You, Yeah, even if she's obsessed with this thing that you don't believe in, you should still be there to support her. Mm-hmm. So, and even how she points out, it took her, him years to get over his wife. Why should he expect, even if this is in her head, for her to get over somebody in three days or whatever? <laughs> yeah, that, that point really drove it home for me because, like... I did expect the dad to have moved on and perhaps, you know, have another family because she has been gone for a very long time. And, Uh um, but when, when it came to that, you know, when they were discussing her mother and, you know, how much he loved her and and all this stuff. And then she was like, yeah, exactly. Just like, I like this guy, you know, love this guy, even though you don't think he's real, the love is there and you're telling me to just forget about it, you know? Right. Oh, yeah. It really, really kind of boiled my blood, especially when they brought in the the guy without telling her there at yeah. breakfast. I was like, oh, man, that's just, that's just rude. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but one thing, uh, too, that I, I thought it may be part of the reason why he, he wasn't quite so eager to trust her is because she kind of has a has a history of disappearing, doesn't she, at this point right. for yeah. years on end? <laughs> And, uh, you know, considering that's one of the few people he had left in his life uh, prior to her returning this time, I, I can definitely see, uh, you know, why he might not be so trusting of that. But, uh, Emery, you had a point? All right. Um, yeah. So so where's the knave's heart? <laughs> He's basically just like, no, I didn't put the heart back in, but we never get like he does say that he'll tell her later. But mm-hmm. I, I don't even know where where would you store a heart? We've seen where they store hearts on the other show, but... Yeah, see, I was Regina and Cora aren't there. (laughs) I was trying to think back like I I remember because Alice, it was said that Alice got his heart back, right? Correct. For him. But we never we never saw that happen and we never saw him handling it or anything. No, but she gives it to him like from Mm -hmm. the way they were talking. They've talked about her bringing back his heart and he just resisted. He didn't put it in right away because he didn't want the broken heart from Anastasia Mm -hmm. feelings. So he just waited and waited and then got used to the emptiness. Well, I, I, I mean, which I can understand, but where do you put your heart that you're not dead? Right. And just a safe place. So no one <laughs> else gets it either. And it's Wonderland. Nothing seems very safe there. Exactly. Well, if you remember, he has been hanging out in Storybrook, though, and there's a nice big uh, uh, mausoleum. Heart storage facility. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what, well, that makes me almost more nervous because who knows what's going on there? You know, what if Regina grabbed the wrong heart at some point and just <laughs> there went the knave? Well, I I, I know, especially uh, in the second season, she was pretty callous and crazy with the hearts. Like she was just like, you know, digging through a pile and throwing them behind her. You know, <laughs> yes, she, <laughs> she wasn't taking too much care with those. Exactly. Why would you that be where you store your heart then <laughs> with someone like that? But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure that's probably going to tie in and might might even. Uh, and uh, Jill, uh, we've been talking about this the past few weeks. I 
obviously probably the reason the spinoff is happening is so they can spin off one or two of the characters into the main show. Uh-huh. And Nave, uh, Nave, Nave. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, uh, depending on how that plot line types up or uh, wraps up, uh, it could definitely be the name. I, I, Nave. I've, I'm kind of hoping it's the Nave. He's been my favorite character thus far. Although uh, I don't think we have it, in, or do we have it in the notes? No, I have it in the notes here, so I'll forget about it. Uh, Jill, you had it for me. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, I've just been excited as we go along seeing um, characters from the Wonderland books, you know, um, showing up. And so when we had the Carpenter show up this week, I kind of had a, you know, mini freak out like, oh, my God, here he is, you know. <laughs> and um, yeah, he was scary as hell. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Completely. <laughs> At first, he was just creepy. And then once you realize what he was, it just went to a whole. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we're going to ignore the guy with the the. the scary look in the saw sure okay yeah, <laughs> yeah. and the, the whole revelation with the, the trees was really crazy because I've recently doing um, an X-Files rewatch uh-huh. and there's this um, episode where throughout kind of in the wilderness and they wound up finding these people who have lived out there possibly for hundreds of years and actually have sort of um, you know developed the ability to blend into the woods mm-hmm. and so there's a lot of scenes where they're like on the trees and then they open their eyes and it always freaked me out as a child <laughs> and so when that happened in this one too like it brought back all those memories <laughs> it was very scary <laughs> you, you know I, something I thought was kind of interesting too What one where was the wall Walrus, although the guy who was playing the carpenter kind of looked like a walrus. Yeah, maybe <laughs> <A> he was <little>. both. <laughs> but I, I, I thought it was interesting because, you know, that whole original tale was about them kind of leading, what was it, clams or whatever, to, the, to their demise. Oh, the baby clams. Yeah. yeah, so I thought it was kind of interesting that, you know, even though he wasn't really very much like the carpenter from the original, he still uh, was involved in leading someone to their doom kind of thing. Right, right. Which I thought was really interesting. Uh, something else I thought uh, that was really good overall in this episode was I thought the acting was really strong, especially from Alice. And the humor was really good. There was a lot of really good uh, one-liners. A couple I, I wrote down here was, uh, uh, have you ever been stoned from the name? That was oh, good, yeah. my God. When and, that happened, I was like, no, they did not just go there. Yeah, it's it just like something you take a double take because you're watching a show on ABC. And you don't expect right. someone to say, hey, did you just get stoned? You know, at 8 o'clock on a Sunday or a Thursday night, rather. But uh, and uh, the other one was the uh, the waste of wood with the signs going into the woods like mm-hmm. that. That's one thing this this series ha- has down when, when it decides to use it is the kind of kind of humor and stuff that you saw in the original story. Just kind of like that whimsical kind of quirky Alice in Wonderlandy kind of Lewis Carroll humor, which I, they, they do a really good job with that. They should have yeah. done more. Mm-hmm. They should have done more with it. Maybe that's some of the stuff that ended up getting cut. But I think that might have upped their. I don't know, quality. <laughs> yeah, it actually almost seems when, when they try and go a little too actiony or swashbuckly and lose that is, is when the show kind of starts to like, eh, it's yeah. not quite as good anymore. But uh, um, Okay, so the Red Queen chasing Cyrus. And she's going through the list of things that she has and she say, I win the game or I'll win the game. What What's the game? Just beating Jafar? Or was there something else that I just completely missed? Well, I mean, they've been working with that whole uh, chess motif the whole season with her because, you know, she's the Red Queen on the chessboard. 
or whatever. So yeah, I mean, I'm guessing that's the game, but I don't, I don't know why winning the game is important to her. Right. Like that's the, like, why are you working with him then at all? <laughs> I don't know. Like, I just feel like it hasn't gone quite where I wanted it to. I yeah. It's, it's just like her, her and Jafar are like playing each other. And we, we've seen that, but we've never really seen the why or what, what, what she stands to gain from winning over Jafar. Cause I, I mean, yeah, it seemed really, really important to her that she beat Jafar in something, especially while he's mm-hmm. gone. And we don't know why. Have you got any ideas, Jill, or any... uh... You know, I don't know. I mean, as we've been seeing some of her past, you know, the past couple weeks, uh, it's it's opened up a few possibilities, but it still is not like, because she wasn't, she wasn't all about, you know, the power until she really had nothing. Uh, Mm -hmm. And they also didn't explain much, obviously with her and, and the King uh, at the time and how that kind of all was like, Oh, well, all right, you're going to be my queen now. And you know, what happened to him? Where, yeah, Uh, he's definitely not been around. Um, And, and also her powers. Like Mm -hmm. I, I just don't, get it because like there's been times where she totally should have used her powers and she doesn't she acts like she doesn't even have them so i'm not sure what the whole deal with that is either oh yeah mm-hmm. and in you know so, sometimes she can you know like she did in this week's episode you know throw throw a guy around in a cage but then yeah. she can't like levitate herself down a canyon to like last week's episode with right. the <laughs> maybe it has to do with the pixie dust maybe she was running out that could, although it seemed like she kind of used all of that on the nave last week when she unstoned him, as it were. Well, right. I'm sure she didn't use all. Well, we don't know how much they got either. Mm-hmm. I guess I don't know. Just a not just a thought. Yeah, but when she was following Cyrus, and she just was like, "Oh, now, now that I'm here, and I was already following these tracks." you know, uh, without magic. Now I'm going to be like, ah, I think I'm going to use magic to follow them. And that's a lot easier. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of that, something I thought was really weird is that she, oh, what, how did she put it? She referred to Cyrus as like a, a poor little genie or something, something, you know, referring to him as kind of slight or not very powerful or something, which you don't really hear uh, a genie referred to that way often. I just thought was kind of interesting. I don't know if that says something about her power level or just her view of everybody else in the universe that's not her. Uh, yeah. But, uh, okay, let's see here. Oh, and uh, here, at the end of the episode, uh, Jafar, you know, he's knocking around fictional London world or wherever Alice is from. <laughs> and uh, he uh, does, he shows up at Alice's place and uh, tells uh, her dad he knows where she is. And uh, basically, uh, it's pretty obvious Jafar is going to use her dad as leverage to get her to make a wish. But I wonder after the events of this episode, if Alice will respond to that, if that'll even work. Uh, What do you guys think? Well, in the preview, you know, go ahead. uh, Yeah, I was going to say it's hard to tell at this point because she she sort of, you know, made her choice to leave. But I'm not sure if that was out of stubbornness or out of this is better for my dad than for me, you know, because she right. saw how happy he was, you know, with the new family and the the, the new daughter and all that. Um, so I think, I don't know, I think that bringing him back into her life, I think she's going to be glad for that. And especially because, you know, presumably he's going to come to Wonderland and get to see that she was telling the truth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And how will that change things? To- yeah. 
Uh, yeah, uh, one one thing I, I kind of ha- have a feeling is going to happen at some point. Alice is going to have to choose between either her father and Cyrus or her father and the knave. Actually, I'd probably lean closer to a choice between her father and the knave, because if it was between her father and Cyrus, eh, she'd probably choose Cyrus. <laughs> <laughs> but the knave may, may, makes it a slightly more interesting choice, you know, dramatically and everything. But Emery, yeah, but they can't. Yeah, but they can't kill the knave because that will kill her. This is true, but I guess it really depends on if they already have, I don't know, Cyrus under their control or something at that point. Right. (laughs) I don't see that happening, though. Um, Okay, so the little sister, Millie, I love her. Like, I almost think she would have been better leveraged than her dad because they seem to have a really quick connection. Mm -hmm. Um, And I I don't think we're done with her. I think she has something else to, to add to the story. I don't know exactly what. But because you could tell, like, she wanted to believe whatever little bits she could get. I feel like she was almost too sheltered and knew she was too sheltered. Well, you could you could tell she really wanted a bigger sister if or well, yeah. if, if nothing else, like uh, a positive female presence in her life. <laughs> yes. Other than Sarah, who I wanted to punch in the mouth because <laughs> like, can you stop being mean for two seconds? So... Well, I, I mean, you know, in a sense, you know, again, an adult living in the real world, you can kind of see that perspective, too, where the the mother was probably just like, you know, we have a happy home here. This daughter that was has been gone for years shows back up. It disrupts things. But at the same time, she was a real jerk about it. <laughs> yeah. like I don't know. Like, still, how is the first thing you're basically talking about? How long is she going to be here? Well, mm-hmm. where else is she going to go? She's been gone pretty much since she was a child. Like, And she's there for three and a half hours okay can we get her married off already please yes (laughs) oh it just seemed so she was just so rude yeah yeah how rude (laughs) (laughs) okay and uh jill you want to wrap us up here uh yeah i just had a few more kind of funny um observations one was that i don't know if other people realize this sooner but i didn't realize that the bowie guards that uh the red queen has are actually tweedledee and tweedledum yeah. Um, so that was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and also just another humorous moment when Jafar first, uh, you know, comes into England or wherever and meets up with that that artist who's just like dumbfounded, you know, seeing him. And mm-hmm. I felt like the line that he gave when he was like, you know, I don't know what exactly it was, something like nice suit or something. It yeah, reminded nice me suit. so mm-hmm. much of the Terminator coming and just being like, yeah, I'm taking your clothes now. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I, I didn't even think about that until you mentioned it. But that's that's exactly the scenario that happened there. Uh, it, one one thing I also want to mention, it seemed a little, I know it's his catchphrase and everything, it seemed a little excessive in this episode, the bloody hells from oh, the nave. yes. I felt like it should have been a drinking game, and yeah. I didn't realize it till like halfway through the episode. I was like, I should track this. You know, it's the same thing with the Red Queen saying darling all the time. Mm. She said darling so many times in this last episode, like, it was ridiculous. It's just, I feel like they've given her that just like... Um, uh, Mr. Gold has Deary yeah. on once, you know, like yeah. that's what they wanted to like give her something, you know. Every every character has to have a catchphrase. Gotta <laughs> have a catchphrase for sure. Okay, uh, so uh, Jill, I you probably don't know this, but I, I the way we generally end every episode's discussion is I come up with a completely arbitrary scale to judge it on. Uh, <laughs> now, based on what we were just talking about, out of seventeen bloody hells, how many <laughs> bloody hells would you give this episode, Jill? <laughs> uh, out of seventeen, I would give it a. 13. Why? 
um, because I prefer more in Wonderland than out of Wonderland. Understood. Understood. Okay, Anne-Marie, out of 17 Bloody Hells, how many Bloody Hells do you give who's out? I was actually going to go for 13 as well. (laughs) Um, Copycat. I I, I already had the number. I wrote it down. Um, No, I... It was one of the better episodes for me because it just felt like we started going somewhere and seeing some kind of character development and everything, like everything with Alice in the, you know, purple mist thing. But there's always room for improvement. And I just felt like there was just some parts where it did slack. And when they were in Victorian England or whatever, it was a little slower and felt very repetitive. Mm-hmm. Like, how many times can we hear that she needs to be married off and present this guy? And mm-hmm. so, and how about you? How many bloody hills would you give it? Why, thank you for asking. Um, Anytime. I'm going to give it 15 just because Jafar only had two scenes, and I really, really like that about this episode. <laughs> <laughs> three scenes, three scenes. Three scenes, three scenes. But it was still good. <laughs> yeah. And, and he was actually, actually, I really enjoyed him in his three scenes, too, which is maybe it. he's better out of Wonderland where the rest of them are better in Wonderland. <laughs> this is true. This Have is you true. guys talked about his hair? Uh, <laughs> I, I know we've talked about his, his dramatic kind of like wavy movements and everything. I don't know if we've touched on the hair at all. <laughs> the hair, which was previously terrible, like so terrible. I was like, what are they doing to poor Naveen Andrews? Like, this is just so bad. And then like literally two days after I said that, I watched one of the, pre- the promos and I said, wait a second. He changed his hair and now it's completely <laughs> different and normal. Yeah, it, it, se- it seems it seems almost like they might be kind of reacting a little bit to fan reaction to certain things these yeah. last couple episodes because mm-hmm. the Red Queen was a lot less annoying than she has been, too. I've always loved her as Anastasia, but yes. as the Red Queen, she just, I don't know, got under my skin or something. But this week she was a lot better. But uh she okay. had a. I loved her outfit though. Sorry, because last week one of my <laughs> notes was: Does she not have anything like appropriate? And this week she had pants on. I was like, yeah. "Thank you, yeah. thank you." Even though the Tweedles think this is not acceptable attire, <laughs> um, I thought it was completely acceptable. Uh, they they they're they're fa- fashion divas a little bit. Those Tweedles make it work. Uh, <laughs> okay, uh, normally here we would have an ad, but me and Amory didn't feel like going in uh, to do picks, so no ad this week. And now on to the news. The news. 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 Yeah, that's what I told you was. That's our bit. That's cute. Okay, first up, we have the ratings here, and once upon a time in Wonderland. Let's see here. It got a point nine out of three in a adult demographic, eighteen to forty nine, which is. Uh, it actually it is, did. Is that better or worse good. than last week? You, normally, I get the what it did compared to last. It week. didn't have that sitting oh, okay. there. I couldn't find it. Um, but it did pretty good. They they stay consistent. Mm-hmm. They didn't go down. And it didn't go up. It didn't go up. Didn't go down. Let's and it's over think. in two weeks anyway. Exactly. Well, three weeks because we have a break. Oh yeah, this is true. Because of uh, yeah. Thanksgiving turkey, lots of it. Um. Yeah, read the article. It says it held steady. Uh, you're going to make me read articles. <laughs> I'm making now? you read. That's why I put words there. Yes. I thought that's why we put the actual text from the article in here, so I didn't have. <laughs> I know, but uh, and we also have uh, the trailer for uh, the next episode, not next week's, but the next episode up here too. Uh, it's uh, you can get it in our show notes. Greetings from Storybrook.com. Sorry, I completely got lost in that sentence there, but the preview looks pretty good, and preview? I think. Yeah. 
I think I almost even, I think I might have seen a, a Jabberwock there. In, yeah, that's what I think too. Which is cool. Oh. Uh, we were talking last week, uh, you know, how they ended on the cliffhanger with Alice and Cyrus, like separated by that big, uh, well, the, we found out the dark woods in this episode, but I was like, I bet you the Jabberwock's down there somewhere. Has to be. Because how, how can you have an Alice in Wonderland series without touching on that character at some point? It would be exactly. Oh, absolutely. Gotta have it. Okay, so, uh, <laughs> Yeah. And, you know, there's not unfortunately, there's not a lot of news about this show. There really isn't. I searched and it took me to the ABC site and there was no news on the ABC site. Uh, I'm like, OK, that's kind of sad. Since they announced Whoopi Goldberg uh, as a oh, voice yeah. who still hasn't shown up yet. Yeah, she was supposed to be in episode eight. That's what she was originally like slated for slated for, which kind of now makes sense if that's the wrap up. But it was I don't think it was cut to eight episodes at that point. Because that's the same week that I read the article about them possibly getting canceled. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe maybe they moved her up or something. Well, then she's on the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> There's not much places to move her. Okay, and after you know, after every episode airs, we love for our listeners to run to their phones, their computers, whatever, and send us feedback questions. You know, for Wonderland, we don't get as much as we do for the main show. That's not fine. So we're not offended. I don't know about the creators of uh, Wonderland itself. They might be offended, but we're not. But uh, you know, anytime the episodes or the show airs, if you want to do that, you can email us at greetingsfromstorybrook at gmail You can tweet us at gf storybrook. You can hit up our Facebook, which is always hot. Always lots of activity over there at mm-hmm. facebook.com slash greetings from Storybrook. And you can leave us a voicemail, which is our favorite, and we always play them. It's 424-274-2352. Again, that's 424-274-2352. And uh, the first letter we have up here is from uh, Marie Kelly. You want to read that, Anne-Marie? Oh, I didn't even notice we had one. Oh, yeah, okay. this one we got right after we posted last week's episode because it corrects me on something I was wrong on. So. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. Um, hi, guys. This is Marie. Just listened to your latest Wonderland podcast. And I have to say the rumors of the show might be ending by the eighth episode make me sad. I'm not exactly an expert on how things work, but it seems rather late in the game to be making changes. I had assumed that they'd at least that they'd at least filmed most, if not all of the episodes by now. And even if the show was canceled, I could watch the remaining episodes on DVD. We don't know. That could still happen, <laughs> but I doubt it. Um, I've grown fond of the Wonderland characters characters well i like the red queen at least i want to know more about her i think that based on his clothes anastasia married the white king of course that doesn't answer why she became the red queen or why the white king would have a red crown (laughs) maybe it's a tradition in wonderland that white always marries red or something I'm going to go with or something. I like or something. <laughs> um, also, sorry, Bill, but you're wrong. Jafar yeah. did not tell the rabbit to dig a hole to nowhere. When the rabbit said where to, Jafar replied, you know where. I've rewatched it several times, and each time I heard and saw his lips move, move he, as he said the word you before the words nowhere. Though I would love to see an actual hole to nowhere. <laughs> I know. I was wrong. I, see, the problem was, is I thought I heard it when I initially watched the episode, and then I went back and listened to it while Anne-Marie was talking during the recording of last week's episode, so I couldn't hear hear it properly. I was wrong. I'm sorry. I'll do better next time. <laughs> and Thank you know what's you. awesome? We have this re- on recording that he said he was wrong. I do. <laughs> so we do. can keep bringing this up. You can play that on loop if you want to. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> 
hey, it's Bill from the future or the past or the present or I guess it depends on when you're listening to this. It's Tuesday night on the 26th of November. Basically, I was putting the Wonderland episode together here to send out and we got a voicemail from, I believe it, I believe it was Robert. So I decided I'd go ahead and drop it in the show, especially since we didn't have a lot of feedback anyway. So we'll play this voicemail from Robert and then we'll drop you right back in to the episode already in progress that we recorded last Friday. Hey guys, greetings from Bradenton. Robert here again. Bloody hell, the name sure says says bloody hell a lot, doesn't he? (laughs) As soon as I heard Alice's new mother correct her father by saying half-sister, I knew I wasn't going to like her one bit. But it was... I I did find it nice how they tried to knock some sense and sensibility into Alice by introducing Jane Eyre as Mr. Darcy. Uh, That's the first fictional character of Victorian England I can uh, remember being on the show, so I'm pretty sure that firmly firmly establishes uh, Alice in Victorian England. Uh, The Black Forest. I finally get to know where Subway's Black Forest ham comes from, (laughs) but uh, that forest was creepy as heck. Uh, The faces in the trees and the creepy carpenter with the saw, that was definitely creepy. Uh, um, I'm saying creepy almost as much as he said bloody hell. (laughs) But uh, it was interesting to see, uh, to hear the knave still doesn't have his heart. I wonder where his heart is. Huh. Okay, and actually, Emery, I'm going to ask you to read the letter from Tim, too, if you can. Oh, I guess. All right, and this is from Tim Peters. Hey, so I actually really liked this episode, a surprise for Wonderland and me. One of the things I liked most about this episode was the transitions between scenes. They did a good job of having similar lines between the flashback and Wonderland scenes with Alice. Maybe you could rewatch and you will see what I mean. Now to some important questions. I actually, uh, I I kept an eye out for that on my rewatch this Uh evening, and I, I definitely did see that. It was a lot of kind of overlapping, like the last line fed into the first line of the next scene kind of thing it was neat again maybe they actually were paying attention to the fans saying stuff um (laughs) where is scarlet's heart it better be in a heart vault because that's the only place fashionable (laughs) people put their hearts lol (laughs) two how long precisely were alice's trips to wonderland how long was she gone seeking proof and getting to know cyrus Uh, on that on on the uh the timeline thing i kind of got the impression that it was months to alice and years in the in her world reality yeah Yeah. which kind Um, of makes me wonder uh why the doctor who runs the insane asylum wasn't dead or something when jafar showed up because it had been uh you know at least a little well you know it's only been a couple well it's only been a couple weeks since alice came back again right came back to Um, wonderland again so yeah okay that makes sense that doctor should still be alive (laughs) completely because when she pops out of the thing it says one year ago Mm. It's only been a year. Like she wasn't even in the asylum for a year. Mm -hmm. So if he's dying, something happened to him. Um, Or more important. Anyway, how long was has Alice been in Wonderland over the span of the series? We would assume it's only been a few days, but given the good doctor's reaction, it had been at least a month since he had a good job pretending not to know Alice. And this is, where I should learn. this is what we just talked about. Yeah. This is what happens when I don't read ahead. Um, <laughs> also, we met Mr. Darcy, an obvious nod to Pride and Prejudice by Jane Austen. I loved that. Um, I wonder if Alice's half-sister, Millie, plays with John and Wendy and Michael. <laughs> That's dangerous because then she's going to get taken by Marilyn Manson. 
Um, (laughs) My issues about this episode. When Alice first met the man in the Borough Grove, he said, makes you feel all mimsy. This is interesting. Mimsy is a word from the Jabberwocky poem mentioned in Through the Looking Glass, Mm -hmm. meaning according to good old Humpty Dumpty, miserable and flimsy. I suppose the Borough Grove, after it has its effect, makes someone feel that way, but only after they have been cured. Second point, in the Jabberwocky poem, burrow grows are actually creatures of some sort, a thin, shabby bird with feathers sticking out like a live mop and not an actual grove. I like the Jabberwocky poem. What I can say is that I'm a stickler for getting some details correct. Overall, let's see. I give this episode eight tree people out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> I actually meant to, to mention the burrow grows thing because that struck me too because when they said it, I, you know, got excited. I kind of was looking around the screen to see if there was any birds, but there weren't. And I was like, oh, I guess they're not going that direction. Yeah, Is that they, maybe what the purpley flowers were representing? Maybe. Yeah, it's 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 weird with their interpretations of various characters in this series. Sometimes they're only like in name only. They, yeah, they just right. kind of name check them and that's about it. With the Tweedles, for example, they're not very much like the Tweedles from the main uh, book at all. One of them's not dumb. <laughs> They're both scheming. <laughs> They're up to something. For sure. All right. Well, thank you very much, Tim, for writing in. Like I said, if you want to write in, you can write us greetings from storybrook at gmail.com. You can tweet us at GF Storybrook. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, Facebook is facebook.com slash greetings from Storybrook. And the phone number uh, to leave a voicemail is 424-274-2352. Again, that's 424-274-2352. And you can download episodes, check out show notes. There's pictures of me and Anne-Marie, all at greetingsfromstorybrook.com. <laughs> uh, now, Jill, where can people find you? Uh, writing daily for the Mary Sue.com or on Twitter. Uh, my username is Jill Pantozzi, J I L L P A N T O Z Z I. And she's definitely worth a follow. I, 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 every day I see something awesome on her feed. So Aww, definitely, thanks. Definitely give her a follow. And, uh, Emery, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on the Twitters at AMD Simone. And I have a slightly neglected blog that I'm working on, uh, <laughs> crunchy, crafty, and highly caffeinated.wordpress.com. And uh, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at Bill Meeks on Google Plus. I am Google.com slash plus Bill Meeks. And you can buy my new book, Dog Boy Den of Thieves, at dogboyadventures.com. So I guess uh, since this is technically next Tuesday, we'll be back <laughs> in five a or six days, days uh, to talk about the new episode of Once Upon a Time after the Thanksgiving break. Woo-hoo. I guess. I think. Right? I'm not yeah. sure. Okay. Maybe. I'm always so confused at the end of the episode, so I guess, you know, we'll just say what we always... It's always wobbly, timey-wimey. I figure we'll just say what we always say at the end of the episodes, which is, Greetings Greetings from from Storybrook Land. Brooke Place. (laughs) 